0: Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon.
1: Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon, or click the link in the description of this episode.
0: Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast.
1: We're back, baby.
0: I'm your host, Natasha Leggero.
1: And I'm your also host... Moshe Kasher, the husband of the host.
0: So Moshe and I have been in Europe.
1: Yeah, we went to Europe. We went on a fatty trip.
0: We spent 10 days away from our daughter.
1: That was pretty tough. I didn't anticipate the toughness. But when I came home, I saw her little hands. I was like, damn, I really love this girl.
0: Yeah, it was kind of maybe too long to go away.
1: I don't know. I had fun, though. London was cool. It was very London. You know, we stayed in a a hotel room called the Prussian resident. I mean... (laughs)
0: Well, it's funny because I keep thinking like we're we're always in all these old hotel rooms and I'm like, oh, that's because that's what I pick. <laughs> I only want to stay in like the oldest place I can find.
1: You do love an old charming ass hotel do room. Do you like
0: that or would you rather be staying like at a modern place that's like sleek and like a kind of
1: no. glass building? I like what you like. You know what I hate? Four Seasons. Fuck a Four Me Seasons. Me too. It's like who, who, what, what kind of basic like repugnant wealth monster it's thinks just- that's that's a cool vacation oh it's like a oh it's it's good because it's expensive oh and They'll do anything for you. Oh, will they? Really? They'll do anything for you? Will they get you something for free? No, they'll charge you exorbitant amounts of money for it. Cool. It's, they're not even well-designed. Oh. There's
0: no joie de vivre there either. Everything's brown.
1: Yeah, uh, there's no joie de vivre, which is why I only stay at joie de vivre hotels. <laughs> but we went to London. We did uh, uh, seven nights of shows at the Soho Theater. That was a lot of fun. It was really good to see people. And do. we did our live relationship stuff there, which was nice and fun. But uh, then we went to Paris for the weekend.
0: Oh, yes, that was fun.
1: Yeah, that was fun, except uh, there was this situation that happened at the uh, customs line, which is we were like going, there's this huge line, like, I mean, 200, 300 people, just like a giant snaking line. And all of a sudden, this family, just like this gigantic family, just started pushing their way through the line. And I'm talking, they're like... And
0: they're on the same train as us. Yeah,
1: everybody's waiting to go to the same train. And they're like... Unsnapping the uh, the little the, the you know that little band that, that makes the line snake, they're just undoing it, walking straight through everybody. And all these fucking British people, they're so polite that they just kind of st- stood and stared. They're like, oh, what so, oh, oh, the Mike Jolly good, but, what the what the dickens? And I, it's like, I look up and this family's just like lumbering their fucking rude asses through the entire thing. And I look up and I realize that they're all fucking wearing yarmulkes, and I'm like fuck man like to me that is like do you ever do you have do you have that feeling at all does it you relate to the feeling of like looking up and seeing your people like just like trampling over a culture like just like being so rude but with like it's like an advertisement for like look this is who we are and i was like so embarrassed and then the people in the line were like Ugh, and they were making comments i kept waiting for them to say something anti-semitic i just said so i said to the guy in hebrew i go Matos, Matos, what are you doing, I said. You know know what he said? Hmm. Nothing. He just kept cutting through the fucking line. He didn't care at all. And then they got to the front of the line, and the customs people were like, is anybody on the early train to Amsterdam because we're going to rush you along? They raised their hands. Guess where they weren't going?
0: Amsterdam.
1: (laughs) Amsterdam.
0: And then when we arrived in Paris, there was a long line for the cab, but they got to the front of the line.
1: They cut that line, too. They cut
0: that line.
1: International cutters. And
0: then they got into a fight.
1: They got into a fight with the security at the taxi stand. Uh,
0: they were all fighting. And I wanted to go up there and say, listen, they cut the line back in London, too. and uh, But I didn't because I don't speak French. And right. I didn't want to like start saying in broken English, these guys are assholes. You know what I mean? Like, But if I was fluent in French.
1: Well, how, how do you think it would go? Let me hear it in broken English. How would you say no, it? No, I
0: would have just said, excuse me, just so you know, those people have been cutting since we since we left. So I think they should get to the end of the line.
1: International cutters, dude. In yarmulkes. Why they got to wear yarmulkes? It's worse for me when I see... Like pe- my people doing nasty my stuff. My
0: people. See, my people, I feel like I'm a citizen of the universe. So I just feel like everyone is my person. I
1: didn't realize you were on ayahuasca. <laughs> I'm just saying, there was something particularly frustrating to me about it.
0: Hmm. Are they my people because I converted?
1: Oh, yeah. They're your people too now. Better buckle up because you're about to start cutting lines with me. What, what kind of person, by the way? <laughs>
0: it's really what, hard to understand. What
1: kind of person? cuts, a, looks at a line and just thinks, eh, I don't need to...
0: With, like, four people. He had, his whole, he had his wife and, like, three kids or something.
1: But speaking of lines, when we get to Paris, I'm, like, one of the things... Natasha and I have a different traveling style.
0: So, basically, I'm more, like, relaxed and... True. I believe in sort of, you know, having a fun time. Maybe, like, a perfect day to me would be, like, waking up and... Being like, okay, well let's order breakfast in bed and then eating it and then maybe walking around and just, then like an idea sparks to you and you're like, Oh, let's go under that bridge. And then it's like, oh, there's a, there's a museum, we could go there. Like
1: And we'd like talk about how we're citizens of the universe, right? <laughs> I just
0: think it's like a more relaxed thing where Moshe like the second we landed in Paris, we had tickets to the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> I just and I was like the Louvre and I got us this like cool hotel and like I just wanted to like chill out we maybe. were the hotel
1: room was cool we stayed at the place literally the room that Oscar Wilde died in and they have on the walls <laughs> his unpaid bills and they were like Oscar Wilde he died here a puddle of his own feces we still have this species right here.
0: Oh, I didn't even think of that. But
1: anyway, we didn't have time because I had to get us to the Louvre. Now, listen, we got to the Louvre. It's and my... just
0: so you know, we get to the hotel at like, I'd say, 3.50. 3.50. We have to be at the Louvre by like 4.
1: 4. And it <laughs> is close to the Louvre. But, but I've it's... never been there. And I just thought, well, shit, it's my third time in Paris. I might as well see the fucking Mona Lisa at some point in my life. You right? also
0: made me see that other monstrosity there. What's that? the eiffel
1: tower dude the eiffel tower was tight Th- that was from the trip we went on before that was very funny because we went to the eiffel tower and we got up we took the elevator to the top and the minute i mean the the second the elevator doors opened and all these like couples flooded out in in their basic bitchery onto the uh like onto the platform at the top of the eiffel tower they all started making out it was like the funniest thing to me ever cause we were. It both, was
0: very hard to like walk anywhere without running into someone like French kissing. Yeah, it was
1: just so funny because it was like they're like we're thinking Natasha and I were laughing and it like they're out of here going like mm, this building it makes me so horny. This what a oh I'm so hard right now because of this this steel building.
0: Well, why do you want to see it so bad?
1: I don't know. It's a thing that's there. Have I you
0: mean, climb the Statue of Liberty or the yes.
1: Um? I have, I have. You have? I have, yeah. It's just like you go to these places, and you're supposed to see these iconic things. Aren't you?
0: I mean, I don't really like tourist traps.
1: Well, I did, I, anyway, I thought we should see the Mona Lisa because I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And Leonardo painted it, right? So we get there, and they do the. it's this crazy bait and switch because it's like there's a pre-line. And you look at the pre-line, and you're like, oh, that's not so bad. And you go in, and then the real lines begin. And it was—it was, Remember, they held us in that. It was. It felt very like holocausty. They held us in this like uh, hot hallway, like pressing flesh with like tourists from around the world.
0: And it didn't even seem like because when we first arrived at the Louvre, it was there was a very long line, and we're like, okay, we're gonna skip it because that was just what we saw. But then when we were done looking at something else, other artwork that was not that interesting. It was like religious artwork. I don't know. It's yeah, not we got that into great. this
1: like holding cell, basically. And then they released But the... But there
0: was less people. That's what I'm I saying. Know.
1: It's like a bait and switch. They're like trying to trick you. They released the people from the hallway.
0: Oh, that's what happened.
1: And it was like, oh, shit. Here we go. Next corner, Mona Lisa. No, it's the second. It's the third Mona Lisa line. And then the fourth and the fifth. And you're climbing up these stairs in this like horrifying like cattle prod It was crazy. It was over 2 hours of 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 waiting in line and there's people touching you and I've never been basically I never been furious while looking at, at at a major work of art before. That was the first time. I was yelling at Chinese tourists being like back, get back. And like this couple got scared cuz I got so angry. Then you get into the main hall the fucking Mona Lisa's behind like thick bulletproof glass. People are pickpocketing you and cutting you. There's and a
0: security guard yelling,
1: "Move, move, move, Mona! Look at Mona, but don't look too long. Give give one moment with Mona. Move along. She looks at you the whole time." And I, it, it was, was a nightmare. It was the worst tourist experience of my life. It was not just the worst tourist experience. It was one of the worst experiences period of my life. It was worse than when my father died.
0: Moshe,
1: I'm serious.
0: I wish that see I knew it was going to be like that, but I don't know. I I, sh- I wish I could deter you. I should have tried to deter you.
1: Yeah, you should have. I wish you would have. I could have done without.
0: I'm gonna start trying. well you have such you have such FOMO that I feel like if if I told you, listen, I know this is going to be very um, uncomfortable and boring and terrible, especially for our first few seconds stepping onto the into this country, right? But then like two hours later, you probably would have been like, should we have gone to the Mona Lisa? Probably
1: would have. But now I've seen it and I'll never wa- I never want to see it again. And here's what uh, I came with. It was away-
0: like six flights of steps.
1: It was awful. It was so awful. It was so bad. And the crazy part is I looked on the Internet. Mm-hmm. There's tons of pictures of the Mona Lisa on there. You can actually look at it right now. It takes two seconds. And guess what else? Mm. Bad painting. It's just some broad
0: I mean to be honest, I I certainly, you know, cuz I like to get reproductions sometimes to hang of like paintings I like. I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't hang that painting.
1: Oh my god, imagine the kind the the rock bottom basicness. <laughs> you would have to have <laughs> to have a, a reproduction of the Mona Lisa in your house. <laughs> Okay, let's call our friend Kenzie in Dallas. Hello. Kenzie. Hi,
0: Kenzie. Hey. It's Natasha and Moshe. How are you doing? I'm good. How are y'all?
1: Oh, you're so Texas. <laughs> you're already yalling us. How's it going? We want to know what's up with your life. Kenzie, tell us everything.
2: Okay, so here's uh, my problem. So I'm 22 years old and I have never had a boyfriend, been in any relationship, ever been out on a date, ever been kissed. Um, And obviously that's kind of sad. Um, Right now I'm like content being single, but in the future, I definitely want a relationship. And so I guess what I'm afraid of is that um, by being single for so long and never having any experience experience that people will think it's like a red flag like there's a reason i've been single for so long are you christian uh yes (laughs) how'd you know
1: well what do you mean how'd you know you're a 22 year old that's never been kissed there's only (laughs) a couple of options at our disposal here i mean
0: well because you sound cute yeah
1: i breathed a great sigh of relief when i found out you were christian if you weren't (laughs) That's a much deeper and more troubling issue. No, I'm not. I'm an atheist. Why? I'd be like, you're fucked up. That's what's up. So you're Christian. That's good. That's good.
2: Okay, so what do I do?
1: But wait, wait, wait. Is the reason you've never been kissed because you're Christian and it's like, is that part of it? No,
2: no. I mean, that's not like against my religion. If I had the opportunity, I would. I was in a play in high school and um, I got kissed. So So that's all. (laughs) Are you you allowed to date? Like, you live at home, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. My parents always said, till I was like 16, I couldn't date, but I'm 22.
1: Well, no, yeah, because earlier you said it was sad. And I was like, it's not sad, it's more mystifying. But then when you said that you had been kissed, but it was in a school play, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we found the sad part. What was the, what was the play?
2: Uh, guys and Dolls.
1: <laughs> Kenzie, Kenzie. Okay. Kenzie.
0: Can I make a suggestion? Yes, please. Is it till right. she gets into sex work? No, I was, that's what I was going to suggest. Here's the thing: you have kissed a guy before, even though it was in a play.
1: No, no, no. No, hold
0: on, hold on. So I don't think when you go on dates, you need to tell people you've never kissed a man before.
3: <laughs> <laughs> because
0: I don't do that. Okay, good. I'm just saying it's like I wouldn't. You know, you don't ever need to be that honest. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a good point. When you, but she doesn't go on dates at all. Well, so you got to help her with that. So part. she has no one to not say that to. But wait, Kenzie, why? Why? Why don't you go on dates?
2: I don't know. Any guy that's ever asked me out, I don't like them. Mm. And any guy that I like doesn't like me.
1: Wait, Kenzie, how do you know they don't like you?
2: Because they don't ask me out.
1: I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, given the fact that the only action you've ever gotten was when you were in a fedora uh, <laughs> pumping your suspenders and guys and dolls, that you might not be able to <laughs> pick up on the signals of a guy that likes you. How do you know they don't like you?
2: I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They just never like make a move that I pick up. Like I want them to be forward.
1: Uh, Kenzie, I, I, here's the issue, right here. You you, you got to flip the script, dude. You're living in a you're living in a Dallas Christian girl uh, mentality, and you got to get you got to become a, uh, a, a a left coast liberal elite. You know, you got to f- No, I don't think you need to become like promiscuous. That's obviously not in your nature, g- g- given the f- given the facts at our disposal. I-, I don't think you should go out and screw the first guy that you meet. I just think like maybe going up to a guy and asking him out wouldn't be the most terrible idea in the world for you. You
0: have to French somebody like this month.
1: I mean, straight up, is that okay? I mean, I don't want you to abrogate your religious beliefs, but why don't you get on a so, dating app?
2: Yeah. A dating app? I don't, isn't that kind of desperate? No. No, I'll tell you
1: what's desperate is being forty-two and being like, "Oh, guys and dolls." <laughs> I still quiver when I think about guys and dolls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you owe it to yourself. I think here's the thing: because you're not desperate, you're young. You've had a very like, you know. Rarified life like you grew up very christian and it's you know very specific and now you're ready to break out you're ready to date you're ready to get out in the world and you know now we're lucky we have these apps because or you can do with the i mean the other thing to do is be would be like what are you really into if you're really into like certain kind of movies or art exhibits then you can start going to those openings and trying to meet people there but what you could do faster is like Guys will start swiping on you and go go on a few dates. Yeah,
1: first they'll start it's swiping. not desperate. They'll swipe and then they'll finger. It's going to be great, Kenzie. You're going to love it. But wait, I have a, I'm okay. sorry, I don't, I, I, fingering, I'm sorry, Kenzie. Fingering is a, it's a sexual, uh, sex act when, uh, it doesn't matter. Stop a, it. Wait, Kenzie, Kenzie hold on. Kenzie,
0: you need to kiss someone this I, week.
1: I have a thought. I have a real thought here, Kenzie. Okay, you ready?
2: Okay, okay, yeah.
1: You should look at going on a dating app, like, in, and it's okay if it's a Christian dating app. If if you're not ready to leap into like Tinder or 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 or, or, or Bumble or whatever, it would go be. to Christian mingle. Go to Christian whatever it is. Look at going on these dating apps, not as you actually trying to find romance, but you trying to you're you're doing literally a psychological experiment in order to have experience dating. So that you're not there to find somebody, you're not there to hook up with the person or to, to kiss them or even, I don't know if you've heard of this, kiss them with tongue. That's a whole other thing. Don't even worry about it. it but it's, you're doing it literally as, a, as like a social experiment for yourself to teach yourself how to go on a date.
0: And you're lucky we even have these dating apps. I bet you like so many of these spinsters. Like Emily Dickinson might have not even been a spinster if they had dating apps. She would have just, you know, (laughs) these people were were just sitting in their homes. They had no options.
1: And I tell you what's going to happen. You're going to go on a dating app and you're going to go on, let's say, five, ten dates. Nine of them are going to be awful, awful, Kenzie. They're going to be terrible.
0: And you can meet people for coffee, too, so you don't have to like... Or a drink So yep. you don't have to go out To like a bunch of long dinners
1: Something with a time limit Something in public With a time limit Stay safe They're gonna uh-huh. be awful uh-huh. they're, they're gonna try to fuck you You're gonna be like Thinking to yourself I've never even kissed somebody But you're not gonna tell them that And you're gonna not fuck them you're gonna say Ugh, what a gross creep But you're gonna have the experience Of just being out With different people And going like Oh, I've gone on dates before I see what this is about So mm. that so that when the guy comes along that is interested in you and asks you out and probably you're going to smell different too, because your pheromones are going to switch, then yeah,
0: <laughs> and and they they always say that thing like i don't I've seen it in movies. And I don't really know. Moshe, I'm sure you've heard of this, like where like if if a kid like they get him a prostitute, so then they they're not desperate,
1: exactly, and so then, then they're you. not
0: too horny. That's
1: you, <laughs> Kenzie. You're the kid that we're getting That's a prostitute me. for, but
0: yeah, you have to like start going into the, use it. Just use these dating apps to try to get experience, totally, and then you'll be more qualified and more or, or less desperate uh, to yeah. to love when you're <laughs> That's ready.
2: Good
1: But don't tell them, by the way. Do not tell them, oh, no, 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 this is just a social experiment. I'm not, I'm not, this isn't a real date.
0: Check back in with us and you better kiss someone soon. Seriously, dude.
1: Wait, Kenzie, for real, could you, are you down to do that?
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: I'll do it. Okay, could, could we call you again in a month and see how it went?
2: Yeah, I'm coming to your show in Dallas, so I can see you guys there and tell oh. you about it. Oh heck yeah! I'll bring a date to your show. <laughs> I,
1: I love that. We'll get you free tickets. But listen, we want you to. Uh, you can email email the email that uh, endless honeymoon pod at gmail dot com. We'll get you some tickets to that show. But wait, seriously, we want to talk to you on the air though about these dates. So go on, go on five dates by the time you come to da- we come to Dallas, and then we'll you talk about to.
0: it. You have to, or you're gonna like. It's gonna I, I knew a girl um, who was like twenty-nine and a virgin and it just got the years just started to like add up. You know what I mean? And she finally yeah. did meet someone, but it was like we all kind of like it was like the thing no one talked about no, and totally it just like the years just like go by so fast.
1: It's more than the years though, it's that it becomes a bigger and bigger thing. Yes. It's like it's like um, I've never been stung by a bee, you know? And so I was really scared of bees because, because I'd never been stung by a bee. So bees made me more and more scared the longer I went without getting stung by a bee. And finally I got stung by a bee and I was like, that, that was nothing. That, that, what was that? But that's what happens with people that stay virgins for a long time. Now, if it's a religious belief, different thing, you should do that. You do, do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, religion's awesome. Well, I'm just saying I don't want to tell someone, like, violate your religion. I'm just saying forget virginity. Just dating. It becomes this bigger and yeah. bigger looming thing. It's like a shadow that follows you everywhere. And if you can just shrink that shadow down, then, you'll, then you won't then you will have as much nervousness.
2: You're so right. Are right,
1: you yeah. going to do it? We're going to talk to you in a month. Kenzie, don't flake.
2: Okay, I'll do it. Okay. okay. I'm on it. You we'll got it. We'll be in
1: it. touch. Okay, bye.
2: Okay, bye.
0: She's hot, you could tell. (laughs) She's going to do just fine. I
1: wanted to see a picture so bad, but I didn't want to get the picture and be like,
0: I think I know why you've not been on any dates. Oh, come on. (laughs) Everyone can find someone who thinks they're attractive.
1: 100%. I'm just kidding.
0: I think you're attractive.
1: Whoa. Ouch.
0: That was really cute. That was cute. 22 is not that old. No, she but... She doesn't it, want it to be 24-year-old 24, 24 virgin.
1: Forget virgin. It's that you've never been kissed. <laughs> I mean, that's where it's like, okay, we got to put this in a hyperdrive. I mean, she's living in a, like an, a, an old idea. Like, Wait,
0: I kissed someone when I was like in third grade. Well... And then in seventh grade, and then, yeah, I was basically started kissing in seventh grade. Like French kissing? Probably,
1: (laughs) I think my first French kiss was a spin the bottle game in seventh grade as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember
0: Justin Langenberg stuck his tongue down my throat.
1: Even if she was Christian, you're allowed to go on dates when you're Christian, aren't you? I think you are. You don't have, you don't get to get with them.
0: She's probably like a good girl and like close with her parents. I know it never happened, and she probably like had a crush on like the hottest guy in school. Totally didn't like her. And then everyone else kind of seemed lame.
1: You know what? If she comes to our Dallas shows and she hasn't kissed anybody, like.
0: Let's stop the podcast.
1: No, I'm gonna kiss her. (laughs) Is that cool? Would you let me? Sure. Really?
0: I mean, it's not like you're known for your kissing. Excuse me? I can barely get you to kiss.
1: What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) You don't like to really
1: French. French? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? I, dude, I... Do you like to French kiss? I've never done it, okay? <laughs> now, as you all know, here on the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, we have a segment called The Secrets Hotline, where we play and also mock the deep, dark secrets of our listeners.
0: I can't wait to hear what they are.
4: Hi, Natasha and Mosha. I am calling with a secret this happened maybe two years ago, so I'm 19 now, and at the time I was 17, and oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed to even say it. So like, Okay, sorry. So, like, I was a teenager. I purchased online one of those Hitachi ones, and um, I, like, was, you know, using it, and then I stopped and I went to therapy, and uh, like, this is all happening on the same day. And but I left it plugged in. And then, um, I went to therapy, I came back, and then my mom, like, called me back to my bedroom to talk to me about how therapy went. And then I sat on my bed, and I sat on the vibrator, and it turned on. And my mom, like, looked at me with huge eyes. But she was cool with it, because she's super sex positive, um, <laughs> even though my dad has made me all scared of it. But... Um, it was so embarrassing, and my mom was like, I'm proud of you. You have the but to do that, I was just mortified and wanted to die, and so that is my secret.
3: Well,
1: I mean, I got to say.
0: Her secret is that her mom saw her.
1: Is that she sat down talking with her mother about therapy. That was the most Jewish call I've ever heard in my life.
0: <laughs> She's 17 she chutzpah. in
1: therapy. Yeah. Her mom's sex positive. She went to therapy. Her mom's talking to her about therapy. Her vibrator goes off in the conversation. She's like, I'm proud of you, honey. Uh, I don't feel bad for that person because the Hitachi magic wand uh, that I know belonged to my mother. And I heard it often and nightly in my house growing up.
0: Ew, nightly your mom was getting off? I don't know off.
1: about nightly, but would you often. hear
0: her moaning?
1: No, I didn't hear any moans. No, I didn't, no. But I definitely knew when it was on, because it was loud, and my mother's deaf, and didn't realize that sound travels.
0: Doesn't she have a husband, though? Why is she using it with him in that room?
1: Because some women like to masturbate and to have sex. Right. No?
0: No, I hear you.
1: I'm gonna buy you a motherfucking wand.
0: I mean, I certainly wouldn't use it while you were sitting right there. Really? Maybe I would, I don't know.
1: You should. I'm leaving town tomorrow. I'll get you one on the way out of town. You can wand it up.
0: Should we take
3: another secret? <laughs> yeah. What's up? Uh, let's just get right down to it. I had sex with one of my teachers in college.
4: It was, just, it was too rough. and
3: She stopped me in the middle and uh, basically told me to leave. It was like 2 a.m. and I lived 45 minutes away.
4: Um, and I, I kind of wanted to just ask her if I could crash on her couch. <laughs> Actually, I don't think she was a professor, but she was my teacher in college,
3: whatever you call that. I don't know. Never told anybody at <laughs> so all.
4: I with one of my teachers, because she's a nice person, I don't want to get her in trouble. But, uh, if you're listening, uh,
3: please call me back.
1: I'm not calling you, motherfucker. Wait, what was the part about it was too rough? He was fucking.
0: He was fucking too rough?
1: And she was like, it's too rough. You need to leave. (laughs) She's even a professor in. She's even like giving him notes in the bed. She's like "Uh, stylistically challenged. You got to go. And then he said it was two in the morning. So he just asked her if he could crash on her couch.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and she said, "No,
1: I don't know. I don't think he said.
0: was he asking us to call him or the teacher know. to call Dude, if she's listening? That
1: was hilarious because it was it's so funny for the person who's in the absolute wrong position like like the the woman, the professor was in the wrong. she was abusing her power, fucking one of her students, totally inappropriate, totally uncool, and then very quickly, in the sex act, the table's turn. Because he's an aggressive lover, and she's like, actually, you need to leave. Like, it's very funny he Had to go from being the victimizer to the victim in one sexual encounter.
0: Yeah, that was interesting.
1: That was wild. I, but I, I think she should have let him stay. It's, like it's the least you can do when you're fucking one of your students to just let him crash on your couch. I wish I'd fucked a professor.
0: Well, no, he goes, it's not like she was a professor, but she was a teacher.
1: Whatever you call that. Sounds like you were too busy focusing on them titties, son, and not enough on the learning part of the college experience.
0: You wish you would have fucked a professor? That sounds
1: cool. I had a hot film professor, actually, in community college. She was hot, and I think she actually was attracted to me. Man, I should have done it while I had the chance. I'm sorry, honey. You could still try to find her. Really?
4: I mean, sure, if you want. Thanks,
1: hon. Let's do another secret.
4: Yeah, so my secret is that I still like to pick my nose and eat my boogers. And I'm 35 years old. That
0: is so fucking gross. I've never
4: told anyone, including my wife, who I've been with for eight years.
0: I'm going to throw up.
4: And (laughs) we kiss all the time. (laughs) <laughs> so there you go. That's Why do you have to ba- human being? Why do you have to
1: add the we kiss all the time? It's such a visceral image. He's picking his you nose know, and eating. Uh, and then...
4: I'm
3: like
0: literally having to throw up.
1: Why don't you go puke? That would be very funny.
0: <laughs> I had to carry around that barf bag at the oh, Charles yeah. de Gaulle. <laughs> dude, we
1: were flying back when we flew back from Paris. Natasha was super like feeling airsick, and we got in the in the lift, and the lift driver was like the most ca- cool, casual dude ever. And she's like, could you open the window a crack? I, I'm not feeling well. I, and I have this barf bag, so don't worry. He's like, oh, you don't worry. Hurl away. I won't even charge you for it. I swear to God. <laughs> he really said those words. And then he did the,
0: the hang loose he sign. He did. He
1: did the hang loose sign. With his hand. Sign. And I was like, damn, is, is it possible to be too cool and laid back? Like, And then, remember, then he goes, do you mind if I stop for a gallon of gas real quick? <laughs> And we were kind of like, no, we had
0: just gotten off of like a 17 hour journey and we were trying to make it to see our child who we hadn't seen in 10 days right before she went to bed. Like every minute counted.
1: Natasha said that. And guess what he did? Fucking hang loose sign again. And then he just kept driving. (laughs) And then it was like clear he was going to run out of gas. And we were like, are you going to run out of gas? And he's like, I might. (laughs) We're like, okay, get the fucking gas, dude And then he
0: goes, I'll just go get a gallon One gallon And I go, don't get a gallon, fill it up
1: You know what, I gave him five stars and a fat tip, though I loved that guy He was
2: cute All
1: right, let's play another secret
2: My secret is that when I was about 20 years old I dated a guy who happened to turn out to be a murderer He just killed uh, his wife um, a couple weeks ago and when I realized this news, I had a memory that must have just been blocked. I must have completely blocked this out of uh, us finding a passed out girl at a party in a bathtub. And he peed all over her, um, turned out to be a psychopath, woman-hating murderer. So there's that. And I feel like I can't tell anybody because I'm scared he's going to find out about it in prison. And he put a head out on me.
1: Thanks, guys. Love you. Oh shit!
0: I would definitely break up with someone if he pissed on a girl in the bathtub.
1: Really? Because I was, was thinking out. I was thinking during that story. I relate to this guy. I would have pissed on her too.
0: You would piss on a girl? <laughs> of who was course in the not.
1: If only the clues were there that she was with a monster.
0: He murdered his wife. That
1: call was fucking crazy. That call was the reason that I wanted to do the secrets hotline in the first place. That's so crazy. Imagine that. Someone in your your romantic past murdered their wife. How that would feel. That Ugh. is so dark.
0: It is very dark. But she should also feel very happy that she didn't
1: she wasn't the one. That is so crazy. Cuz
0: if circumstances were different, they were a couple, you know, maybe she would have married him.
1: You know, I think about that stuff all the time, Tosh, like you know, it's like There's so many murderers and child molesters out there that we must have met one at some point in our life. You know what I mean? must be. Oh, man. I had never
0: even thought of that.
1: They are among us. Who are they? Who are these people? Who are the people that kill their spouses? Who are the people that kidnap children? Who are the people who pick their nose and eat it and kiss their (laughs) wife (laughs) afterward? (laughs) <laughs> Who are these people? Who are you? If you'd like to call the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and be talked to live on the air, email us, endlesshoneymoonpod.gmail.com, or call us. The number is... 213-222-8608. That's 213-222-8608. So now we're going to flip a hard departure from a girl that's never been kissed to a man that we've met before who's been kissed too much. You may remember Andy from the episode, I Deserve to Be Lied To. He was the one that left the secret where he was cheating on his wife with like a hot blonde. He kept talking about how hot she was. Remember that call?
0: All I remember about that call is that as he was telling us, whispering his secret into the phone, he's like, oh, my daughter just walked by.
1: Yeah, that was a dark moment of the podcast. (laughs) And then we called him. And uh, he told us that she, that the woman he was having the affair with had broken it off and that he, it was, uh, his, he was desperate that his wife never find out. And that's, I think, where we were at. But he's told us that there's been some developments in the story.
0: I can't wait to hear what they are.
1: I'm scared. Should we call him? Okay. Let's do it.
4: Hello.
0: Hi, Andy.
1: Andy, what have you been up to? um
0: you don't sound good not
3: getting into so much trouble you don't sound happy about that (laughs) no it's it's been a a stressful stressful weekend Uh, i was moving this weekend um just pretty much out of my head right now with moving shit
1: do you want us to call you a different time we can (laughs)
3: No, no, I'm good, man. I'm good.
1: What's happening? We we heard our producer told us that there had been some significant developments in the in the story that we'd heard before.
3: <laughs> uh yeah, a few interesting things have happened actually. Talk us through it. Well, I'm uh I'm a bit of a, a writer. I'm a poet. I write a lot of shit. Anyways, I may have written something for her. And um, oh <laughs> for
1: the girl, for the, affair, for the affair, yeah. Hey, wait, Andy, I, I, I have a request, and I wouldn't be a good podcast host if I didn't ask. Could you read it sure. for us? Uh, I do know, like in front of me. Uh, oh man, I want to hear it so bad.
0: Okay, so you wrote <laughs> the wait, blonde.
1: Will you send it to me and I'll read it? I'll do a dramatic reading of it.
3: I could make that happen for you. All right, deal just to be the butt of everyone's joke, I'm sure Aww. it'll be great. <laughs> Wait, so
0: Andy, so so did your wife find this letter? Uh, no, her
3: husband did. What's that?
0: Her husband
3: <gasps> did? Yeah. Oh,
1: shit. Andy!
0: And what happened? Yeah. Did you sign it, love Andy?
1: Yeah, did you sign it, love Andy and your uh, last name and your luckily,
3: address? Luckily, I didn't put uh, any name on it. Um, so it was kind of like there was no title to it and she, I guess, said that it was something old that she had and she didn't want to throw it away because it was so well written. Yada, good lie, yada.
0: good lie.
3: Oh, shit. And
0: then did he yeah. believe her? That it was I old? I guess
3: so,
0: yeah. Oh, okay, that's good.
1: Oh, my God. And wait, how did she, res- <laughs> yeah. how'd she respond to your poem, though? Was she, like, hot and bothered or was she...
0: She obviously liked it. She kept
3: it. Yeah, well, no. She's always been kind of into my poetry. I mean, that's... a. Uh, I'm not going to say it's how we know each other, but she she got to know a lot of my poetry. Yes, sure. I mean,
1: no, but there's no more desirable lover on earth than a married poet. That's what I always say.
3: <laughs> I mean, I know it. <laughs> I know you're not serious, but it's true.
1: <laughs> At least you got the confidence, Andy. So, okay, so wow, so she found it. Have you guys have you guys hooked up again? I have a feeling I don't want. That. No, no, we haven't. We actually oh. have.
3: We haven't hooked up since. I mean, it was even before I talked to you guys last time that I had hooked up with her last. So okay. it's been it's been quite a little while now.
0: And what's the second development?
3: Um, just to make her even more tempting to me, um, she, she recently got a had job. a. I'll say this: she had some. Uh, some cosmetic surgery and maybe had some uh, enlargement.
1: I just said she got a boob job. What the fuck? Natasha yeah. guessed that somebody found the poem. I guess that she got bigger tits. <laughs> is it possible we know you better than you know yourself? This is crazy. Wait, I
0: thought she already had I know. big tits. Oh, dude.
3: Wait. Yeah. I thought
0: she uh, already had big boobs.
3: No, no, I never said that. I think you guys may have just put that on her just based on <laughs> your making joke. Right, right. So
0: she is in the middle of having an affair and then uh-huh. she broke it off with you and then went and got a boob job?
1: <laughs> she <laughs> <Yeah>. seems unstable.
3: <laughs> right,
1: who's the boob job for?
3: Her husband? <laughs> she's like. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And she's been like, and we still talk a little bit, so she's been kind of like reaching out to me like, hey, do you want to fucking see these to see these things, oh man, I I want to see them now. I mean, is it? And I do. I really want to see them. I of do. Of course,
1: of course. I mean, you're a poet. What, Wait, what, so what she's po- like what,
0: tempting you, you with her
1: boob job? Yeah. What poet doesn't like big fake boobs? I mean. <laughs> I believe it was I mean, like, Ro- Robert Frost. About Didn't Robert Frost write that poem, the uh, the tits less fondled or something like that?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, whatever. Yeah, the tits uh, less chosen or something.
1: Oh, geez. So that's so she got fake tits. Is it possible that your poem inspired her to uh, get her breast augmentation? Was that in the phone? Oh poem? man,
3: my my house is hardly big enough to contain my ego. I don't need to think that. Uh, yeah, no.
0: Wait, so so she is now. How is she trying to tempt you to look at the look at quote these things? Has she sent you pictures?
1: Snapchat. It's all Snapchat. Bullshit. Oh, it's all on Snapchat. Got it.
0: Have you uh-huh. ever Have you ever thought that this woman is kind of lame? <laughs> I mean, it's she, kind of what lame. She seems a little lame.
3: Um... She doesn't really no, seem like I she wish, knows
0: what I, she wants. She's cheating on her husband. She's lying to both of you. She's telling you she can't see you, but she's tempting you with her new boob job.
3: I, yeah. It's
0: just like... I I think you might be a little, like, blinded by her beauty I mean,
3: yeah, or Looking looking in from the outside, she definitely seems like a fucking asshole, but it, like... <laughs> well, I don't Andy, know. you do too. Don't you worry outside. about that.
1: <laughs> the, wait... The, that is Natasha's making some good points. Why would she break it off with you but then also be trying to tempt you with these uh, with this boob job Snapchat thing?
3: I'm saying, dude, it's like it's never fully out, like you keep like you you got something to draw me back in every fucking 2 days. Right. Here's the
0: thing. I know you've been moving so you're a little depleted, but you sound kind of like spent. You know, you sound like you've been through the ringer, and I feel like she's really like kind of Yeah, I feel of, it. She's kind of like adding to this or the cause of this and it's not really fair. And I think until you like either leave your family or, you know, and, and really just, and she leaves her family and you guys go move to, I don't know, Boca Raton or wherever she would want. Or you just got to like cut it off, cut it off with her, I think.
1: Well, it's off,
3: I guess. The more, the more that I've really like examined it, I realized that like, even in in some perfect world where her and I were both single, I was thinking like the ways that we would not work, like the ways it just wouldn't work with us. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of them, and I just know it wouldn't work. And it only works in this one very specific way. That's not last, you know. Like, it won't last. It's not healthy either. It's like
1: sometimes we get addicted to the. It, uh, my suspicion with you, I do believe you that she's beautiful and sexy and whatever. it is. It's really no, I, I I totally buy that. But I also think probably she's just not your wife and you're like bored with some facet of your life and want something exciting. You're an artist. I didn't know that until just now. You're an artist and so you kind of like – I've got this thing where I'm like terrified of being like ordinary it's like a, a big fear yeah. that I'm gonna like slip into ordinariness. And sometimes routine oh, I understand. I yeah. do. Sometimes routine makes you feel ordinary. And like so so what what breaks your routine more than an affair? But you're now you have two complete neutral strangers telling you the person that you've chosen to have an affair with it seems like it's, like it's toxic.
0: And she's not your friend, you know, like She's, like, Snapchatting yeah, you you're, pictures you're right. of
3: her tits. the best points, for sure. And yet. And yet.
0: I think you and, need and to yet, break I it am. off.
3: And you know what? Like, what's funny is that, like, if you showed me a picture of her and showed me a picture of my wife, I don't know either of these girls. I'm probably going to say my wife's hotter. My My wife's fucking beautiful. I, she's a really beautiful girl. And I feel like such a fucking dick because of what I'm doing.
0: Um, I have an idea. I have an idea. It's just something different.
3: Variety, I have, you know, variety is the spice of life, I guess. Is I that from know. one of your poems? Variety is the spice of life?
1: <laughs>
0: no,
3: I don't know what the fuck that's from. I think it's from like an Uncle Ben's right commercial.
0: <laughs> I have an assignment for you, Andy.
3: Sure, hit me.
0: I want you to write, even if it's a haiku, a short poem okay. for your five, wife. Five, for your wife.
1: I love that suggestion. She deserves it. I... I
3: I would, I've written her many, many. She's a whole book full of shit for me. But when's the last I time? Will. When's the last time you did? Um, I think I farted out some poem during our anniversary time.
1: <laughs> you are a poet. <laughs> I didn't realize it until right now, but yes, <laughs> I think she deserves one now, just because. And maybe you can start to rekindle that little that little flame. I mean, health never feels as good as disease you know like disease that's what drugs are so good 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 drugs are good in that way too they just you know they're destroying you but they feel so good in the moment and so you can't notice yeah. that you're like crushed you're getting ground into the bottom because you're so used yeah. to focusing on the euphoria of the moment and this woman is the drug and the euphoria of the moment but the health the health is in your family Andy
3: I know, dude, I know. I'm a fucking, I'm,
1: I'm an addict. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cut well, her off for a while. See if you feel better. Yeah,
1: the good news about addiction is you can stop. There is hope. I've done, I've been an addict to things, both drugs and the things you're talking about and not cheating specifically, Natasha, yeah. FYI, but you know, I've had, I've had sexual in, uh, relationships that I knew were unhealthy and were diseased, but I couldn't stop doing them and you can stop. Yeah. You.
0: And also the way she's behaving, it's like her husband is going to find out, right? And then once that happens, uh,
3: totally. Once, How he doesn't already after that uh, last thing with him finding the fucking poem is beyond me. I'm surprised. He's and I way don't. Out of this.
0: And I don't even trust this woman. Like she could maybe even tell him just to she, fuck up your relationship. You know Hundred percent.
3: Maybe I don't know. And that's been on my mom too. I mean,
0: hopefully she doesn't. But the. What you can do is like nip it now, you nip know, it. because
3: nip that.
0: It would just, I would just do it like ASAP.
3: Write the poem, yeah. Cut I mean, the I, ties. I know, I know that's what needs to be done. But I'm fucking like stupid, and I always learn my lessons the hard way, and I don't want to learn the hard way this time. But and have I, you
0: touched fake boobs before? Moshe said it's not that great.
3: It's not that great, Andy.
1: You're not missing very much. Don't you worry.
3: Yeah, see, that was, I'm just kind of curious, you
1: know? Well, listen, why don't you go to a plastic surgeon's office and see if he's got any silicone samples and then take your <laughs> wife out for dinner.
3: Just a couple and just jiggle a few of them. Maybe yeah. it'll be all
1: right. Yeah, it'll be okay. Well, Andy, stay in touch. We wish the best for you. We really want you to be happy and for you to stop lying to people. It, and we don't. And want...
3: Listen, I'm not. I'm not going to say it on here because I'm not that guy that's going to shamelessly self promote something. But if you want to look at my poetry, you'll see on some of your comments and your pages you'll see my name and poetry, and you can check out my shit if you're interested. So
1: you're telling us that you've commented with your name <laughs> on our Instagram about the podcast. I'll be
3: honest with you. That's my like. Uh, it's like my. Uh, that's not my real name. My it's my pen. That's my pen
1: name. Is your wife not aware of your pen name?
3: <laughs> Correct.
1: Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the plot like, thickens. Your wife happened. doesn't know your pen name.
3: Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's no reason for it to. It's just kind of my little outlet. I feel like I can't. I can't write fully and completely and honestly if people. The world knew that it was me, You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, interesting. Is every poem like yay though I cheateth upon you? <laughs> Wait, Andy, send me the poem. We want to read no, the poem. If you want to take a look you We'll look, for sure. Will you send us the poem you wrote to the girl though, please? And
3: fuck your hot uh, wife this I, week. I will
1: do that. Just for you. Thank you. All right, good luck out there, Andy. I
3: appreciate it,
1: guys. Okay, right, farewell. i get some sleep. All right. Bye. Bye. I mean, that dude is on fucking the thinnest ice. <laughs> I've never. I mean, it's like any day now that husband's going to show up with a revolver and his wife is going to have loaded it. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
0: Right, and this girl is like clearly like evil.
1: Oh, just I mean, they're she, both fucked up.
0: It would be bad enough if she was still taunting him on Snapchat with pictures of her tits, but she's like, I got new tits,
1: and my husband almost caught us. So it's just like. <laughs> What the fuck? I'm so glad I'm not in a situation like that. That oh sounds like God. torture. Oh, poor Andy. It's hard to say poor Andy, though, because he's also a villain. That's what's so interesting about him. He's a victim and a villain at the same time.
0: He's, he made many illu- illusions. Illusion, uh, how do you say it? So, illusions. Yeah, not like it's an illusion. Illusions. Illusions. He made many illusions to how large his ego was. Sure. Like he's like thinks he's really great, or he thinks he's really handsome, or what is that exactly?
1: Well, I mean, every big egoed person is just a uh, a person with a terrible self image, right? Don't you think every huge egoed person actually is just has terrible self esteem?
0: You know, to be honest, I could never figure it out because I don't have a big ego and I don't have like incredible, incredibly high like confidence. So I just always assume that when people are confident, that they're really confident.
1: Yeah, I don't assume that. I usually you're
0: a truly confident person.
1: I don't know if I. I don't. Do you think I have a big ego?
0: Uh, bigger than mine. Hmm. I don't know.
1: I'll have to examine that.
0: Well, no. Is a big ego bad?
1: I think generally, yeah.
0: I I mean, I don't really know.
1: Self-confidence is good. Ego is bad, right? It's like you know, drinking is fun. Alcoholism is bad, right? That's what I think. I think ego is alienating and it's, uh, it's, it's not self-esteem. Self, the opposite of, of bad self-esteem is not a big ego. The opposite of, of bad self-esteem is self-confidence and being secure in yourself. Right. That's what I think. So, yeah, when you notice someone's ego, to me that's usually a performance and one that I don't mm. want to watch.
3: hmm
1: Guys, to end today's podcast episode, I'm going to read to you The poem that Andy wrote to his lover. Should I read it or should you?
0: I think you should read it. Okay, here we go. And this is what her husband found.
1: This is what her husband found. And she said was so well written that she kept it around. This is a a paean to your mistress. Until the phone goes dead, let's play pretend. Over and over again I'll be dreaming All these things That should not be in my head Let me stay for a bit Just let me ruminate While we live out Another one of these artificial Dates failing to grasp The peace that remains Your lips on the gas And the kiss never breaks It's seldom I feel This level of worthy It's never made this much sense to live so absurdly. I left myself open. You came in through the gate, smashed in my sternum, destroyed my chest plate, constructed these walls, and they've crumbled apart. I gave you the keys, and now I'll give you the heart.
0: Oh, I thought it was going to be like a fart. (laughs) Um, I was so ready for it to end on a fart.
1: (laughs) Now I'll give you the fart.
0: Is that the whole poem?
1: That's the poem. Okay. Okay, Andy. I liked.
0: I kind of liked the top. The top part.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't. I. It can speak for itself.
0: Andy, you put your heart out there.
1: You put your fart out there, Andy.
0: It's more than most people would do.
1: And she took her heart and put about six inches of padding between her <laughs> chest and her heart. Andy, <laughs> if you're listening, we love you, Kenzie. If you're listening, we want you to get some love. And for the secrets, lady, with the murderer, maybe you should avoid love. <laughs> and Natasha, yeah, I love you.
0: I love you too.